everybody, Jonathan Doyle with you once again for the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. Greetings to you all out there in the great adventure of Catholic education. Hope you're doing okay in this topsy-turvy academic calendar year that we've all had. There's been, gosh, I keep saying it, but what a year. We've had bushfires, accidents, COVID, all sorts of stuff happening. All my American listeners still working through your election stuff there. What a great uh, season of upheaval it is, which is why it's great that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't it good to have that kind of base security in reality that, uh, you know, the Christian vision of reality should be fundamentally different to the reality of those who have not experienced the Lordship of Jesus Christ in their lives. I'm uh, reading at the moment uh, intermittently, I should say, an extraordinary book. It's called We Believe, A Simple Commentary on the Catechism of Christian Doctrine by Monsignor A.N. Gilby, who passed away many years ago. But uh, this is kind of a treatise on the catechism, and it's really well done, very simple. But uh, I'm reading a little bit at the moment about, uh, he's talking about the horizon of history, the horizon of time, cosmic time. And how, you know, there's these three great events. There's the the fall of man. There's the uh, redemption of man. And of course, there's the second coming of Christ. And there's a beautiful line here where he says, The whole process of our sanctification and salvation is something requiring the interplay of two wills, the divine and the human. The interplay of two wills, the divine and the human. I want to riff on that just for a second because the way that we grow as Catholic teachers, the way that we bring the kingdom of God to life in the hearts of our students is very much what about what Monsignor Gilby's talking about, the interplay of two wills. Now, we know the will of God for us, right? He very clear in Scripture that, uh, that the will of God is that all people would be saved, that God wants to be close to us. I did a retreat recently, and uh, it was an online retreat, there was this sort of a profound realization that came to me through meditating on the Annunciation, where I suddenly realized that, you know, God went to a lot of trouble, you know, he really broke into human history. And we can easily forget that we can lose sight of the fact that God was coming after us, that he was coming into the world in Christ Jesus. So the will of God is our salvation. The will of God for every student in your classroom isn't to go to Harvard. I mean, it could be, but it's probably statistically not going to be that every student goes to Harvard. You know, it's it's not that every student becomes incredibly wealthy through their career. The will of God for every young person in your classroom, first and foremost, is that they become a disciple of his son and that they get home to heaven. So how does it happen? Well, as Monsignor Gilby says, it's the interplay of two wills. So God's will is clear, right? We don't have to worry too much about what God's up to in history. He's about bringing us home. And he's using you as a Catholic teacher to get his kids home. Do you know that? Is that are you aware of that? What makes you different to other teachers? What makes you different to people teaching in government schools who do great work? They are not charged with the task of getting God's kids home to heaven. Now, there might be amazing Christian teachers working in the public education system who are trying to do that. But this podcast, particularly in the work I get to do, is to work with Catholic teachers. So remember... What is the purpose of what we're doing? It's to get God's kids home and to get you home. 
through the interplay of these two wills. So we know what God's doing. So what do we need to do? We need to try and align our will with the will of God. So often I spent many years sort of paralyzed in a way, desperate to know the will of God. I wanted a daily email from God saying, Jonathan, now do this, now do this, now do this. And would get very stressed and anxious if I couldn't exactly figure out what God's will was. I really did. That was part of my nature, my personality. And now I feel as I've got older and, uh, you know, got some, uh, hopefully some spiritual growth over the years under my belt. God's will for me is that I get home to heaven and my will just needs to be to cooperate with that. And how do we cooperate with that as Catholic educators? Well, we pray, we have the sacraments, we have the rosary, we have just this heart disposition to be disciples of Christ and to have him use us every single day in the lives of his children and these students that you take such great care of. So his will is clear. Our will just needs to be clearer. I often share when I do staff seminars and keynotes, I talk about you know that beautiful line from St. Augustine. He said, He who made you without your cooperation will not save you without your cooperation. Have you noticed that? That God doesn't drag anyone to heaven. He doesn't force us to do anything. I mean, uh, you know, I used to explain this to kids when I was teaching. I'd say that, you know, if God took away free will, he would have made robots, really magnificent robots who responded to him in obedience and love. But the risk that God took, of course, and this is the gospel, right? The risk he took was that we would return that love freely. So, friends, this is the interplay of two wills. You want to be an amazing Catholic teacher, then don't worry about what God's up to so much. Let's worry about what we're up to, which is simply trying to align our freedom, our will, our choices, our prayer, our language, our energy, our efforts with the same thing, with allowing God to be Lord of our lives and to bring us home. Now... Last thing, I wanted to give you something useful. I was uh, looking up some interesting stuff on teacher well-being, and there was an interesting stuff, some stuff I read on you know the the growth mindset. You know, growth mindset is something that most of us are familiar with, and of course we like to teach it to our students. You know, I have this thing with my own kids where they say I can't, and I say I always say yet, yet, and they go what? And I go yet, and they go what do you keep saying yet? And I go because you can't do this yet. So we're really good with our own children and our students in talking about, you know, uh, growth mindset. What about us? And this article, I'll just read you this tiny bit here. It says, adopt a growth mindset in your teaching. There's great value in trying new things and accepting mistakes as opportunity to learn. We could all do with a reminder of the power of yet. It can be helpful to see yourself as a learner, just like your students, and to spend time reflecting on new ideas, considering what you've learned and acknowledging areas that you find challenging. I love how they say, and to spend time reflecting. Right. Yes, they've obviously been teaching because they know a lot about the amount of free time you have to spend time reflecting. But there is a good point there, huh? Which is... Are we being stretched at all? Are we trying some new ideas and new things? I think often for teachers, we can get so burned out and just get cynical. That was my big thing for years in working with staff was to work on the question of cynicism, the fatigue and the, I've seen it all before and this never works. So I want to encourage you today, be encouraged to try this growth mindset, to try some new things in your teaching, to risk it and fail it, fail at it if necessary and tell the truth. I always used to say to, to, to kids and say, hey, I'm trying this. I don't know if it's going to work, but let's find out what happens. So be honest. If you're going to try stuff, be honest with the people you're working with and say, let's try this. 
Now, the last thing I want to say about a growth mindset in our teaching is think about the disciples, right? I, I recently watched that amazing uh, new show, The Chosen. If you haven't seen The Chosen, it's on, I, I don't think you can get it online as such. Well, you can look up The Chosen, it'll lead you to it, but you, you kind of get it on an iOS device or an or a Android device. Many of you listening will have watched it. It's just brilliant. It's an amazing um, new show about the life of Christ and the disciples. But it's really interesting to notice how, you know, the disciples were just so, such a ragtag bunch of misfits and personalities and idiosyncrasies. And you see the patience and the fun that Jesus has with them. So it's for me, it's related to the growth mindset. You know, they became great saints. They became martyrs. They became fearless defenders of Christ. But they didn't start that way. So there is an amazing teacher that you are called to become. Now, you might be first year teaching, you might be 50th year teaching, but there's still more. There's still more that God wants to do with you. There's still more that he has planned for you, more impact, more influence, more engagement with young people as a Catholic educator. So he was patient with the disciples because he saw what they were going to become. He's patient with us because he knows what we're going to become. So hang in there, be encouraged, try things, don't be afraid to fail, and know that grace surrounds you. It abounds where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So uh, we're on the winning team, friends. We're on, uh, we're on the team of our Heavenly Father who is gracious and rich in mercy and is ready to give you everything you need. All right, that's it. Uh, covered a lot of ground there. Let's uh, align our will with the will of God. How do we do it? Through prayer, through sacrament, through the rosary, through crying out to Christ in the real moment-to-moment situations of your day as a teacher. Each conversation, each lesson, each interaction, seek the grace of Jesus and the presence of the Holy Spirit to guide you. All right. If you're not uh, getting this every day, please make sure you've subscribed. Hit subscribe on this. Leave a comment wherever you're listening. And, of course, everything else is on the website, onecatholicteacher.com. If you're hearing this and you're not getting the daily email from me, I know we're all email heavy, but it's just uh, what I send out is a motivational quote and a link to this daily message. So that's all it is. So make sure you're on that list. Go to, go to onecatholicteacher.com and you'll find sign-up boxes everywhere on the podcast page. Just drop your details in there so we can get this to you every day. Uh, please share this with people. And last thing, go to onecatholicteacher.com and go to the resources page and go and take the free trial of Going Deeper. You're going to love that program. All right, friends, God bless you. My name's Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. And I'll have another message for you tomorrow.